time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, licensed and registered dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Each week, we bring you information on how nutrition can change your life. And I want to give you an example of what I mean by life-changing nutrition. Sue came to me as a client earlier this year with hopes of getting rid of her sugar and carb cravings, and she wanted to lose weight. Over the past many months, Sue has learned that when she doesn't eat regularly, and especially if she doesn't eat enough protein, her junk food cravings come roaring back. In an email, she wrote to me and she said, when I do fall off my eating plan, instead of thinking, I can't do this, I think, what did I eat for lunch or in the afternoon? Was it enough protein? Nine times out of 10, the answer is not enough protein or I waited too long for the next meal and I'm racing to find stuff to eat. It is so fascinating that the right amount of protein is a switch from not even a thought about junk food to I can't eat enough junk food. That's a great story. I mean, your client really just changed her mindset, didn't she? Rather than beating herself up yes. when, when those cravings set in, like so many of us have been known to do, she thinks, okay, what what did I do wrong earlier in the day? Yeah. And you and I think like that, but you know, I before I came to Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I thought, I have this problem. I have these really bad cravings. This is just me. This is something I'll struggle with. And I remember the day after I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness that I made mm-hmm. that connection that like, oh my gosh, today I have cravings. Did I miss my snack? Or did I skip breakfast? That's right. You know, it's connecting those dots. So yes, and y- your client figured out right that protein is is oftentimes the missing piece of the puzzle. You didn't eat enough protein. It's really amazing what happens when we eat enough animal protein. Of course, preferably in balance with some carbohydrates, vegetable or fruit carbohydrates, yes, <laughs> and some healthy fats. But when we do that, protein, carb, healthy fat. It's like those cravings magically go away. And longtime listeners will recognize that friendly voice with me this morning. We have Cassie Weenus, registered dietitian and supermom. Oh, you are so sweet. Now my kids are listening. I don't know if they're in agreement. <laughs> Maybe it depends on the day as to whether I'm I'm supermom super or, mom not, or not. But, but yes, that I kind of jumped in before I got introduced. That's Sorry okay. about that. But good morning, Brenna. It's great to be on the radio with you again. We always do a great job together and have fun. So I'm excited to be back here in the studio with you. And of course, good morning to my two biggest fans listening back home. Riley, my fifth grader, he's got a basketball tournament. Later this afternoon, thus the oh, your fun Saint sweatshirt, Michael, I yes, see. sweatshirt, so that I'm all ready to go when I when I get back home. Um, so we'll have some good basketball later today. And hello to my other basketball player, my nine year old Marissa. So Riley, Marissa, I know Scott's listening back home too, and everybody out there, you are in for a really great show this morning. I don't think we've ever really talked about this topic before. We have never talked about this topic before. And we are going to be discussing nutrition and how it can help protect your kidneys. Now, we've talked about intestinal health a lot. A lot. And we have talked about our livers 
a little bit. That was you and I. I it think. was, yes. And we've talked about our brain health, talked about our skin and our bones, pretty much every organ and every system. But we have never discussed kidney health. No, we've never just focused on our kidneys, but that's what we're going to do today. So, um, you know, I think most people probably know that their kidneys make urine, right? Or for my kids listening, your kidneys make pee. Number one. Number one job. But they might not realize just how important that function is. And probably a lot of listeners don't know what other jobs their kidneys are in charge of doing day in and day out. No, they are. For being little organs, they are very complex. And think of your kidneys like a drinking water filter. You know, those filters that maybe like put it on your tap water faucet or you have like the little the, pitcher. The fil- pitcher. What's the good one that we use? My zero water filter. Zero water. I got I, one of those for my mother-in-law. Oh, great. Works awesome down at the lake yes. in the summer. Or if we want to go with like the really, really good one, Richard's I water filters. Richard's. Yes. yes. Thank yes. you, Richard. But these water filters, they remove waste products from water, but our kidneys remove waste products from our blood. They also help balance our blood's hydration and, well, I guess our hydration level. They balance the electrolytes in our blood, like calcium, sodium, and potassium. You know, if you have your electronic MyChart handy, or if you can go dig out the paper version of your blood chemistry, you'll probably see blood levels for those electrolytes. I think they regularly check those at annual exams, maybe. I'm trying to think of my last annual exam. I know um, I've had the 24-hour urine collection Mm -hmm. done before for some testing that I've had to do looking at my kidneys, and they test the calcium and the potassium in that. So it can be tested in your blood. It can be tested in your urine. But like you're saying, Brenna, your kidneys are responsible for keeping balance when it comes to the calcium, the sodium, the potassium in your blood and in your urine. But I'm wondering if people know that their kidneys also help regulate their blood pressure. I don't think they do. You know, so think about that. If you're somebody that the doctor has said, oh, your blood pressure is kind of creeping up. We got to keep an eye on that. Maybe it's a kidney problem. Maybe. It could be. And if it's not a kidney problem, there's, there is there a, is connection a connection there. We're going to be talking yes. about that. Your kidneys are also responsible for activating vitamin D. Now, we've done whole shows in the past on vitamin D, and vitamin D is responsible for so many of our, our functions that keep our body healthy. But one that I think a lot of people are familiar with is that we need vitamin D for building and maintaining strong bones. So what we're saying is we need healthy kidneys to have strong bones. Exactly. Connect those dots. Connect the dots. In addition to these very important functions, your kidneys are very delicate and easily damaged. Now, listeners might be wondering where their kidneys are located. Yes. And, you know, not to get into too much detail, but I struggled with some kidney stones two years back. And I know just where they're located because they (laughs) were hurting. You know, it's funny because I think back and when I wasn't feeling well and I didn't know yet that it was kidney stones causing me to not feel well. I specifically remember one day reaching back because I was just kind of achy all over and just rubbing my back a little bit bit and thinking, wow, that's really tender back there. Mm -hmm. Well, I had some big honking stones in each of those kidneys, and that's what was hurting. But if you're wondering where your kidneys are, well, first of all, um, thinking of how big are our kidneys, if you are in a position right now, not if you're driving, but if you're at home listening, if you make a fist, your kidney is about that size. Mm -hmm. We all know we have two kidneys, right? So you can make two fists. 
There's your two kidneys. Now reach back and place those fists on your back. And if you put your fists just a little bit above your hip bones and just below your rib cage, that's about right where those kidneys sit. Good example, or I guess good demonstration Demonstration. as I'm watching Cassie. (laughs) (laughs) But what might damage our kidneys? What would keep them from being healthy? I think the first thing that comes to mind, the, the one I already mentioned, is the kidney stones. That can certainly be very damaging. And I am betting, because I have since done a lot of reading up on kidney stones and prevention and all of that, and I know that the numbers say a lot of people listening have probably had a kidney stone. Or if you have never had a kidney stone yourself, I bet you know somebody or several somebodies that have had kidney stones. Mm-hmm. And my niece actually had a kidney stone when I think she was 13. Yeah, it can happen to kids too. And she just wasn't drinking enough water. All she was drinking was maybe a bottle of Gatorade a day. So just not getting enough fluids in. And then mm-hmm. the fluid she was was high in sugar. And she was just, and yeah, she if, formed a if, stone. Yeah, if you're not flushing out, right? Because we mentioned kidneys get rid of waste products. If you're not drinking enough fluid to flush out the waste products, they're going to sit in there and they and can form just, stones. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. And kidney stones can be very, very painful, as you just said. And as I can tell you from personal experience, But I also want you to think about the internal damage that those kidney stones can do if they're not removed pretty quickly. I mean, if you look at a a kidney stone, whether you pull up a picture on your computer or if you're a a doctor and have looked at one, maybe under a microscope, they're really, really jagged. Mm -hmm. So think of those jagged little stones or pebbles being in your kidneys and as they're bouncing around, they're, they're damaging that really delicate tissue that lines the inside of our kidneys. Or as you're trying to pass it, it's going to just scratch up. That's when the real pain comes in, when you're trying to pass it from that little tube that runs from your kidneys down to your bladder. Yeah. Oh, painful. Yes. Now, I think it's time for our first break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today's topic is all about eating to protect your kidneys. One myth that seems to keep circulating is that a high-protein diet causes kidney damage. While smaller servings of protein is recommended for someone with severe kidney failure who is not on dialysis, it is not true for most people. Almost all of my clients come to me and they are not eating enough protein. Animal proteins help keep our blood sugars balanced. It helps keep us full and satisfied so we don't crave carbs and sugar. And this past year, my husband and I purchased half of a grass-fed cow to help us always have high-quality protein available for meals. Why grass-fed? Well, there are lots of reasons, and we will share them with you when we come back from break. If you have questions for me and Cassie, call us today here in studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian. I'm here with Brenna Thompson, also a registered and licensed dietitian. Now, if you were listening before break, you heard Brenna talking about how She and her husband bought half of a grass-fed cow, and I just have to tease you a little bit, Brennan. You didn't know this was coming, did you? Well, I grew up on a pretty large cattle ranch, and my brother still raises cattle back home, right? Okay. And I'm pretty sure mom is listening this morning because dad can pull it up for her and and stream, and they're on the farm there. And I, I, I know they wouldn't let me live this down if I let you said if I let you say cow. 
Cow is here's our little farm. Oh, that's right. I know. Right? It's like it's a heifer. It's a it's beef. It's yeah, steers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Right. So the cow is the mother that raises the babies. You don't want to kill the cow, and no. it really wouldn't be very tasty to eat anyway. So it's usually the steer. Which, if you want it, the gory details, that's a castrated bull. But that's what we. Eat. So when you purchased the half of a grass something, steer. it was a grass fed steer this past year. Yes. <laughs> and it's delicious. Oh, I bet. And and probably a lot of listeners are wondering how much of a difference there is between one hundred percent grass finished when we talk about these steers and, and one that has been corn finished. Well, beef that's been fattened on grass and hay has higher amounts of omega three fatty acids, vitamin E and magnesium compared to a grain or corn-finished steer. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) And vitamin E, magnesium, and omega-3 fatty acids are critical to maintaining optimal kidney health, our topic for this morning. Right. So, yeah, that's a great little education we gave, isn't it? Because, I mean, both are a a really great source of protein. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you're getting those omega-3 fats that we typically think of as coming in fish. Right. You're getting a lot of those in a grass-fed piece of meat. You're getting a lot of that vitamin E, magnesium, so just more nutrition. That's right. All right. So what were we... We were talking about kidney stones and those very delicate little vessels that run through our kidneys. Now, those tiny, delicate blood vessels, that means that they are highly connected to our blood pressure. Right. And... If we have high blood pressure, that can also be damaging to our kidneys. According to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, in 2013, there were 33,000 new cases of kidney failure in the United States caused by high blood pressure. Wow. You know that when you gave me that statistic earlier before we came on the air, that surprised even me. Really? That Yeah, that it was that high, 33,000 from high blood pressure. So again, I hope this is really a wake-up call for some of the listeners out there that mm-hmm. have uncontrolled high blood pressure or have been told they have high blood pressure but have chosen not to address it, you know, whatever the case may be, you're probably harming your kidneys. Right. And as registered dietitians, you and I, Brennan, know that high blood sugar, not just high blood pressure, but high blood sugar also damages your blood vessels, including all those little blood vessels in your kidneys. Now, here's another interesting statistic. This was reported um, back in 2011, so not that long ago. This statistic shows that there were almost 50,000 new cases of kidney failure in this country caused by diabetes. Sad. Wow, 50,000. So now knowing that statistic, it makes sense, doesn't it, that diabetes is the number one cause of kidney failure in this country and the number one cause of the need for dialysis. And I don't think, unless you've been in a dialysis center or seen somebody with in a hospital setting, you don't realize really what that entails. But I mean, they go in the needles for dialysis. But what they're doing is they're going in and taking all of your blood, running it through a machine, cleaning it, and then putting it back inside of you. And let me just say, I like I don't mind getting my blood drawn. Right. I don't enjoy just it. Just look away. Just look away. Um, but the needles for dialysis are huge. <sighs> they are massive. Um, and that's several times a week. But yes, that's not just like, oh, you go in like, a, you know, every once in a while. No, you're in getting your dialysis done. Um, 
some people I've heard of, they can do it like twice a week, but I think it's most common to have it done three or four times a week. It's your life. I mean, you basically have no life once you've reached that point where your kidneys have failed and you have to be hooked up to a a machine several times a week to do the work of those failed kidneys. For a couple hours usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Uh. it's not not a fun way to live. If you have diabetes or prediabetes, think this morning, what can you do to avoid kidney damage and the need for dialysis? Well, certainly avoiding high-carbohydrate foods such as pasta, cereal, soda, juice, this time of year, dinner rolls, maybe baked beans, pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. You know, a serving of something like baked beans, it's really only a third of a cup. And if you're in your kitchen, if you're somewhere where it's handy to grab those measuring cups out of your cupboard or your drawer, do that. Yes. Because you'll be like, whoa, a third of a cup. cup. I probably think to yourself, I ate more than that last time. Yeah. I had baked beans. So, yeah, really being mindful of serving sizes. Um, Another one that comes to my mind is sweet potatoes, maybe because Thanksgiving is upon us. But you know, a serving size of a sweet potato is like a half of a cup. It's very healthy for you, but if right. you overdo it, it's going to turn to way too much sugar. Yes. Right? And constantly running your blood sugars too high can damage your kidneys. I was in Coburn's. I buy sweet potatoes every week. Just yeah. not not just, excuse me, at um, Thanksgiving because we just love them at our house. But I was in Coburn's last week. I have never seen sweet potatoes so big. It was obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, I am not even kidding. Now you can see my visual. The listeners can They're can't. about the size of her head. Oh my gosh. I'm like, this is like four sweet potatoes. So I bought one (laughs) for our whole family. But again, just saying, you know, you can't always just eat one. Sometimes you got to measure out with these foods. Third of a cup for those baked beans, half of a cup for those sweet potatoes. You know, and something else, Brenna, is that you mentioned pop. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you listened to what was it, November 7th radio show, Dishing Up Nutrition on November 7th. Yes, with Marion Nestle. Oh, that was a great show. Yeah. It was titled The Politics of Soda. Mm -hmm. And Mary. Soda Politics. Soda Politics. That's her 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 latest book. book. Yes. And Marion Nestle, the author of that book, has coined the term liquid candy Mm -hmm. for soda because it is, right? It's sugar water. So that's going to be hard on your kidneys if you're addicted to regular pop. Now, if you're a diet pop drinker, don't think you're off the hook because that's not good either. And I have some uh, research here from what's called the Women's Health Initiative Study. This was a large study that looked at various aspects of health. But when they were looking at the kidneys and soda consumption, the Women's Health Initiative Study showed that women who drank two 12-ounce cans of Diet Pop a day. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are drinking more than that. But just two 12-ounce cans of Diet Pop a day, and this decreased their kidney function by 30% over the course of about 11 years. Wow. And, that and was, that's the diet. That's, so that's the diet soda. The no-sugar stuff. So whether it's sugar soda or diet soda, it's not good for kidneys. Easy to say, right? But if you're addicted to that pop, maybe it's a little bit harder to make some changes Why don't we give some listeners some help with that? I think that would be a great suggestion. So one of the best habits that you can adopt to protect your kidneys is to drink water. Lots and lots and lots and lots of pure filtered water. But what counts as a lot? What counts as a lot? You know, I have to tell a little uh, aside here, a little story. When I uh, got my kidney stones two years ago, 
And they asked me about how much water I was drinking. I said, oh, I'm sure I'm drinking plenty. That's all I drink is water. I have one small cup of coffee in the morning, and then I drink water all day. But the doctor recommended that I measure how much I was drinking. So I filled up a pitcher of water at the start of the day, and I knew how much the pitcher held. And I just filled from that Mm -hmm. pitcher throughout the day. Well, guess what? By the end of the day, I found out I had drank four eight-ounce glasses of water. Yeah. Just four. That's not not a lot. That's not enough. Doctor said at least double that, which I now do. Um, So when we say drink plenty of water, we're saying at least eight to ten eight-ounce glasses of water each day. Yes. Your body needs that. All your organs need that. Now, five of those eight to ten glasses will be used just by your kidneys for flushing out waste and and just for keeping um, your kidneys operating as they should. And if you're not drinking enough water, I think most listeners know this, it causes dehydration and dehydration is the major cause of kidney stones. And if you get kidney stones several times throughout your life, you are just increasing your risk of damaging those essential organs. And I think we'll talk more about water and hydration in kidneys when we come back from our second break here. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now that we are in the midst of the holiday season, many clients come to us feeling like sugar is screaming at them all day. Maybe it's leftover Halloween candy, pumpkin spice lattes, or cookies and fudge. Sugar is everywhere. Do you feel like sugar is calling to you? Was sugar out of your life over the summer only to have returned with vengeance? When we come back from break, Cassie and I will have a quick tip on how to help reduce these sugar cravings and get you through this tough time of year. I will also have some dates and times for some upcoming nutrition for weight loss classes that we have starting in the next week or two. But if you have questions for us, give the studio studio a call here at 651-641-1071. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to love Shaq. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both, just because you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day, especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're just joining us, I'm Cassie Wienis, registered and licensed dietitian. I'm here this morning with registered and licensed dietitian Brenna Thompson. Brenna was asking you the question before we went to break, are you struggling with sugar cravings? We know that a lot of people find this time of year especially hard to avoid all of the processed carbs and holiday treats. So if this sounds at all like you, well, it is time to ramp up your protein. That's right. We know that eating four to six ounces of cooked animal protein at every meal And two ounces of protein at every snack can help prevent those big blood sugar swings, which in turn prevents sugar cravings. 
We know it's hard work, but it is worth it. So worth it. And, you know, I'm always preaching this to my kids, too. You need to eat your protein. It's important for them to keep their sugar cravings at bay, but it's also important because their bodies are growing. So when I'm thinking of, okay, what is a meal that I can put together fast because this is a busy weeknight and what's a meal that I know my kids are going to eat? One of my go-tos is barbecue. Mm. Now, when I say barbecue, I I guess I kind of mean a sloppy joe. We grew up saying barbecue at our house. Okay. But what I do is use Dar's Sloppy Joe recipe, but we call it barbecue. If you have the Weight and Wellness Way cookbook, it's on page 57, and we just leave the bun out. I right. mean, it says in the cookbook you can use a bun if you want, but we're gluten-free. We don't buy the gluten-free buns. We just go sans bun. So yeah. barbecue means that, that Sloppy Joe meat plopped on our plate, and then oftentimes I'll do steamed broccoli on the side. Mm. And if it's a busy night, I just do that from frozen packages really fast, yeah. right? I don't have to be washing and cutting that way. And then I might serve up a fruit plate as well. Since Easy. I know how much you love sweet potatoes, yes. the sloppy joes are really, really good on top of a baked sweet potato. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. You know, here's another one, and you've probably done this, but um, to do like taco meat uh-huh. and and kind of scoop out the inside of the sweet potato, of course, leave the skin on, right? I have not done that. And you, what, what you do is you bake the, the sweet potato with the skin on in the oven, and then you pull it out and you scoop out some of the, the soft inside. inside and mix it up with your taco meat, put it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, for my husband who can do regular cow's milk cheese, I'll put cheese on the top then yeah. and put that under the broiler. Um, I just leave cheese off for myself, but that's really good too with some sour cream Ooh, on top. Yum. So, Great ideas. All right. Well, don't let sugar cravings ruin your holidays. We have some Nutrition for Weight Loss series starting the week of of November 28th. So St. Paul on Monday, the 28th, they are going to be starting classes, I believe, at 7 o'clock. No. Yes. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock in St. Paul. There is Woodbury, the Rasmussen College class on the December 1st, starting at 6 o'clock. And then again on December 1st, starting at 7 o'clock at night, classes in the Eden Prairie office. And what a great way to keep yourself on track throughout the holidays so that you don't find yourself come January 2nd, you know, 5, 10 pounds that you now need to lose. Right. Sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss and and maintain and keep yourself on track. You can maintain, you can lose weight during Mm -hmm. the holidays. You'll have support of all those other people in the group. Yep. So, Cassie, I think you said we have a caller. Oh, thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Yes, we have a... Oh, we had one caller that now left us, and now we have a new caller on line one. It looks like Dr. William. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Um, Just as a little background, my area is in preventive medicine, preventive health care, and I've done a lot of cardiac rehab work, and uh, also a keen interest in nutrition. And I'd like to feel the question to your issues of the sugary soft drinks, uh, sugar in general, of course, but since you were addressing the soft drinks, um, when you're talking about the diet soft drinks, um, is the problem related to the type of sweetener that they're using, such as aspartame, or what is the culprit in the a uh, soft drink, soft diet drink that is the main issue. Is it the carbonation? Is it a combination of that plus the 
the sweetener that Boy, they're using. Million dollar question, and I I think that oh that obviously that is, my way. <laughs> that's a great question. Well, I I don't know that that was built into this particular it study. It wasn't. No. It, no. They didn't look at the exact. They knew that there was the correlation between the diet. You know, sodas. that would be a whole nother study then to follow up with the Women's Health Initiative study because. Yeah. What they just did was make that correlation between diet pop and reduced kidney function. But I guess, you know, from the onset, it was never their intention to, I, they probably didn't even know that was going to be an outcome. So it wasn't built into the study to figure out what the cause within the diet soda was, yeah. was what the no, cause was. No, I think that's a great question. And, uh, you know, there are so many of these sweeteners. Aspartame, I think, is another issue unto itself, no matter what it's used and what its venue is. But we are dealing with a more healthy sugar substitute, sweetener substitutes such as stevia, xylitol, etc. Now, there are some carbonated soft drinks out there that are sweetened with stevia and xylitol. What is your issue or what is your comment or opinion on those drinks. As of right now, I'm fine with those. I know there's the Blue Sky uh, sodas, and, and they also has an excellent line. Yeah, and I think theirs are delicious. There's also the Zevia, but I personally like Blue Sky better, just uh-huh. flavor wise. Um, but I hate. Yeah, I I think they're probably fine, but just and this is just my intuition says yep. you know, and having struggled with some kidney issues. Sure. Having those maybe a couple times a week for my body anyway feels okay. Mm-hmm. And we do have the Zevia generally at our house. But water, water, water is always yes. the best. Amen. And I had, the, the unfortunate thing, when people are drinking soft drinks, they think that it's liquid. Therefore, it will make a viable substitute for water. Right. So, and it uh, doesn't. And we're actually going to cover that here coming up. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, congratulations on your excellent program, and I'd also at some point like to have you address being over-protonized, in other words, receiving too much protein as it relates to kidney function, osteoporosis, etc. I think uh, people get onto these protein kicks where how much is too much protein and what are the ramifications of that? Right. Yeah. Good I mean, point. Thank you. Good yes. point. Thanks for, for calling in. And you have a wonderful voice. You'd be a great radio personality. Didn't you have a great voice? <laughs> he did. He did. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he, just to address that briefly, the, the too much protein thing, too much of a good thing and it's not a good thing. And certainly, exactly. you know, we always seem like we're promoting so much protein. But when you look across a day, four ounces at a meal and one to two ounces at a snack, it's not a whole boatload of protein. It's no. just having it every time you stop to eat in small amounts that your body can handle. Mm-hmm. I think the big telling factor is when we have people do that, they feel good and oh, they get my goodness. healthy. And, you know, as I have worked in with this company for over 10 years now, I, I am so in tune to my body way more than I've ever been. And I can tell if mid-afternoon rolls around and I haven't been eating enough protein, it's just like, that's what my body needs. And mm-hmm. then I can think back and think, oh, yeah, well, maybe I didn't get enough protein at lunch. So my snack's going to be heavy on the protein. Yeah. And we've been talking about the water and we need plenty of water to keep our kidneys functioning properly. You know, we said water, not juice, not soda, not only the Zevias and the blue skies or even the fizzy waters. Right. Um, 
But why might this be? Well, juice and sports drinks contain too much sugar, which will damage those little blood vessels. And one to two cups of coffee a day is fine. That's what Cassie and I drink. But much more than that, and the caffeine begins to slow your kidney function. Well, what can happen if we develop those kidney stones? Oh, yeah. You can have a lot of pain, right? Yeah. And yep. what, so thinking of, okay, so what can you do to prevent kidney stones? Yeah, I guess that's what I mean. It's like, the, what habit I can knew you where develop? You were going. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. <laughs> our minds are like one in the same sometimes. I knew what you were saying. So thinking of, yeah, what can we do to prevent kidney stones? Honestly, from all the research I've done, from um, also being in the hospital three different times with procedures to get rid of my kidney stones. I know that water is the best choice. The research shows that drinking plenty of water is your best prevention. And I still remember my favorite nurse at um, the hospital. It was a male nurse when I had to go in for these kidney procedures. He said to me on day one, he said, the best thing you can do to help this from not happening again is drink plenty of water. And studies show that if you're drinking enough water, enough to produce two liters of urine which is around 10 glasses a day for most people. Studies show that that is your best prevention. And yeah, that's a lot of going to the bathroom, but it's a whole lot better than the pain of a kidney stone. So if you're wondering, I want to give a quick tip before we go to break on on how you might be able to get in that water. And then maybe we can talk about some more tips when we come back. Quick two tips, okay? Yeah. Um, You know, I started drinking a lot of water after my kidney stones. It didn't take that long, and I kind of got bored because there's not a lot of flavor. So right now I'm into the Stevia Drops, and Mm -hmm. that Dr. William had mentioned Stevia. That's a healthy, natural sweetener. You've maybe seen the Stevia Drops at your local grocery store. They're at Whole Foods. We sell, sell them at our offices. My favorite right now is chocolate raspberry. Do you have a chocolate raspberry? Yes, I got it at Coburn's. It's delicious. Just a couple drops in a glass of water, and it just jazzes it up a little bit. And then I want to share an idea that Richard Grassy, our local water expert, gave the last time he was on our program, because I'm now doing this. He said he sets bottles of filtered water throughout his house mm-hmm. so that, you know, maybe he's on the far end of the house away from the kitchen, and he's going to sit down and read the newspaper You normally wouldn't go up and back to the kitchen to get a glass of water while you're reading because it seems like too much work. But if there's a bottle of water already in that particular room, you're probably going to drink it. So just another idea. Great tip from Richard. Love, love the Richard water. Yeah, he's a great guest. And we are taking our last break here. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today, we've been discussing diet changes to help support your kidneys. And during our breaks, we have talked about why eating adequate protein can help you achieve this goal. We all know the holidays can be a time when it's easy to get off track with our eating plans and end up eating too many processed carbs and not enough protein. When we come back from break, Cassie and I will each share a tip on how we keep our blood sugars balanced during this carbolicious time of year. Welcome back, everyone. You're here this Saturday morning with Cassie and Brenna. We're both registered and licensed dietitians. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the whys and the hows of protecting your kidneys. And we've stressed multiple times this morning about the fact that it's so important for people with diabetes, heart disease, and kidney disease to keep their blood sugars balanced in order to protect their blood vessels and their kidneys. Easy to say, but that can be hard to do during this time of year when there are, oh, well, it starts with Halloween, right? It starts before Halloween when you buy the Halloween candy when it's on sale, and then it sits in your house, right, at the beginning of October calling your name, and then it just seems to go downhill from there with Thanksgiving and Christmas and the New Year's. So 
to keep to help keep my blood sugars balanced and for my kids too one thing i am constantly saying and this kind of is all year round but i'm constantly saying to myself internally and out loud to my kids What's your healthy fat choice? Mm. Now, we've talked a lot today about protein and how protein helps to curb or get rid of cravings for sugar and carbohydrates, which is true. But the other piece of the puzzle is getting enough healthy fat. So, for example, when my kids come home from school and they're really hungry and I say, what do you want for snack? They might rattle off a couple things. But if they're missing their healthy fat, I'll say, "Okay." But what's your healthy fat choice? For Riley, it's often sun butter. Yeah. We don't do a lot of peanut butter or almond butter because we have some sensitivities in our house, but we always have sun butter, and he likes that on apple slices. For Marissa, lately, this is so awesome. Lately, her healthy fat choice, and I'm not sure where this came from, but it's coconut cream. You know how you have the cans of coconut milk, right? And you open it up, and there's liquid, and there's the cream part. She likes to just take a scoop of the cream, which really is good. It's delicious. And eat it off the spoon for her healthy fat. Oh, that's a great suggestion. To help me avoid sugar and carb cravings in the afternoon, I often mix up just a little protein shake using our our paleo protein powder. And the chocolate dynamic greens and some unsweetened almond milk. And I just mix that all together. And then right now I've been popping it in the microwave. Oh. And I turn it into like protein hot cocoa. Oh my gosh. You have the best ideas. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of cold. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want to drink cold liquids. And then I just eat it with a small piece of fruit, like a pear. Easy peasy. Perfect. You know, on that note, didn't you come up with a pumpkin smoothie? Was that you? You know that like a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah. And then here not too long ago, it was out at all the offices in that full color glossy. So we picked one up because Riley was in the office with me and Mm -hmm. he saw it and he loves pumpkin pie. So he said, Mom, let's try this. And we did. And he thought it was pretty good. But what he said to me was, I think it would be really good warmed up because it tastes like pumpkin pie. Oh, funny. So hearing that you warmed up your smoothie, I'm going to warm his up next time. Fun. Like pumpkin pie in a glass. That's healthy. Yes. All right, we have a caller. We have Sherry on line one. Sherry, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a question for us? Yeah, um, as far as the water is concerned, um, I am a major water drinker, but I don't drink filtered or from the tap. I buy store-bought water. I think it's probably important and would love your feedback, too. Probably important uh, to not just grab any old water, but look for water that uh, has gone through a reverse osmosis process. Um, you know, what's your take on that? Oh, great. Good Comment question. question. Yeah. And that would be one. We've done several shows where we've had Richard from Richard's Complete Water Systems on, and he works with a reverse, reverse osmosis, osmosis. But then I know there's like another filter on it. So it doesn't just reduce. His it eliminates. really, yeah, really pure water once yes. you get his system. So I think you bring up a great point because I, I can't say I could point to research on this, but I feel like if you start downing tons of water because we're telling you it's healthy, but it's water right out of the tap, that might not be so great because you do get a lot of other byproducts, for lack of a better term. Well, I know that, and I, I've seen the research on it where they've studied tap water and it has residues from things like birth control pills, from antidepressants. Oh, the fertilizers in this part of the country, the fertilizers from the field runoff, and you are drinking that every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. So just about you know anything, any chemicals that we are eating and then peeing out goes in our toilet, right. gets flushed, and then it goes into 
you know, our water treatment systems, but they are not designed to, they can be, I mean, our, it would be so costly for them to, to filter the amount of water that they do right. and get it down to be so pure as Richard's yes. custom water systems do. So, so great point. So hopefully when you're buying water at the store, you're getting reverse osmosis. Yes, I am. Wonderful. You're doing a wonderful thing. Yeah, and if anybody wants to learn more about the importance of filtered water, if you go to our website at weightandwellness.com and go to the radio um, tab button and then type in the search engine, I think you should be able to type in water. And we've done several shows on on the importance of that. So thank you, Sherry, for listening and thanks for the question. So we were kind of talking, we've been talking a lot about water and... Well, that is one of the best things you can do for your your kidneys is drink plenty of purified water. Yes. But the other piece of the puzzle is blood sugar. Yes. You know, and we talked earlier in the show about the fact that diabetes is the number one cause of kidney failure in the United States. And isn't the statistic that one in three, I know I have this right, one in three... Americans has either prediabetes mm-hmm. or diabetes. Now, yes. most of those people are walking around and don't know it. So right. with that said, if you don't know what your blood sugar is, if your doctor has never tested it, please either get in to see the doctor and ask that to be tested or at your next annual exam, ask that they test. They usually call it a, a blood glucose. Yeah. Um, but blood sugar, blood glucose, same thing. So yeah, diabetes is the number one cause of kidney failure And, you know, what always boggles my mind is that even when people with diabetes are diagnosed with early stage kidney failure, they're encouraged to eat a high carbohydrate, low protein diet. I just don't get the science of that because that high carb diet is just going to make your blood sugars go higher and that's going to speed up the kidney damage. It's a complex area. <laughs> and yeah, where that false message came from, that could be a whole nother show. Yes. And remember how I described our kidneys as filters. Right. So imagine what might happen if you ripped a hole in a screen door. Instead of just air and dust getting through that screen door, now you're going to get bugs and leaves. Ooh. That's a great visual. Yeah. I love the visuals. It helps it stick in my mind better. So yeah, if you think of your kidneys um, as having that screen, right, so that they can filter things out. If suddenly you had a big rip in the screen, you can lose a lot of protein because that's a big molecule. Now you can lose it through into your urine. And we're not going to be able to cover all the great information we wanted to talk about, are we, Brenna? Because you're giving me the sign. (laughs) I am giving you the sign. It's time to wrap up our show for today. But before we go, we just want to recap the most important points to help you keep your kidneys happy and healthy this holiday season. Right. One of the first things we talked about and very important to give up your pop or your soda, whether it's regular or diet, give up the other sugary beverages as well, like the juice and the sports drinks and the energy drinks and replace them with, guess what? Lots Lots and lots of water. Maybe some herbal tea here and there, maybe one cup of coffee. Yes, that one cup, but not the entire one, pot. One six-ounce cup. Yeah, not that big, huge cup either, no. right? We should clarify, a cup means six ounces. And keep your blood sugars balanced. Even if you do not have diabetes or kidney disease, we should all be doing this. It will make the world a much 
happier. Right, because we'll have better moods because our yes. blood sugars will be even, even keel. Yes. And make sure to eat adequate amounts of protein, four to six ounces every meal to prevent a blood sugar spike and crash. Thank you so much for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or a family member. Our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. And be sure to tune in next week. We'll have a replay of our very popular Dishing Up Nutrition broadcast titled Healing After Surgery. That was with special guest Greg Peterson. So that's next weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay warm. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.